Back at ground control, there is a problem. Go to rockets full. Not responding. Hello, Major Tom. Are you receiving? Turn the thrusters on. We're standing by. There's no reply. Four, three, two, one. Earth below us, drifting, falling, floating, weightless, calling. Welcome to Breaking Good, the official, unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. That made me so happy. And you do know what time it is, right? Oh, yes. It's time to make this cast. It's time to strip down to our man panties. Our manties. Our manties. Yeah. Uh, our manatees. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've caught in a little bit of a bug tonight, so you may notice my voice is a little weird. Uh, so I'm going to kind of let you take the lead a little bit in this show. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll still run down the recap. Um, but first, let's get into the episode update. We did an iTunes push uh, for reviews. We got 61 as of right now, as yep. of this cast. Yep. Incredible. Incredible. Thank you so much for those. Uh, it got us all the way to number one on the new and noteworthy in TV and film section. Super cool. Honestly, I thought Jim was pushing too hard for 55. I was like, oh, we should go I 50. Too. 55 is going to blow the reactor apart. Yeah. And you guys, like, said, F that. We're going six over. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, also, I did an informal poll on Twitter, and it seems that most people prefer us to do the recap. So we're going to keep that in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought about it, scratching it because, I don't know, it was taking a while. Right. But, uh, but it's a good way to organize the show as well. So. We're just going to try to do better about mixing our analysis in with the recap and making the recap just a bare bones, yeah, you know, skeleton with which to hang the meaty goodness, <laughs> such as our insights and analysis. <laughs> uh, and then we'll dissolve that in a bucket of acid. Of course. That's how you clean up. Uh, okay. Let's do some news. Do you have any news tonight? I have some good news on the Sony AMC negotiation front. Last week, you dropped a bomb. I mean, I had no idea until you read on the cast that the, there was even a problem. Um, but I read today uh, in L.A. Times that three people familiar with negotiations uh, between AMC and Sony said the tone of talks had improved and they were optimistic that a deal would be reached. So mm. they think that uh, they're going to be find some way to make this happen. Um, some of the things they talked about, uh, we kind of reported incorrectly that Sony was the problem. It seems like it was AMC trying to cut corners and reduce the last season to six or seven shows. Well, I, it's the conflict episodes. between saving money and reducing the number of episodes versus getting syndication and right. increasing the number of episodes for more money. But um, it seems like they're going to be able to uh, uh, fix that. The only thing that's worrying about me with AMC is they cannot get a single show renewed without causing problems. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is the second time for Mad Men that they've had creative controls, and then they give... They ended up after they pl- tried to play hardball with Weiner, 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 Matt Weiner. Uh, they uh, ended up giving him everything that he wanted and like ten this, mil, this big raise. And now uh, it's, it's made other shows kind of pissy. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard anything officially from Breaking Bad except for some grumbles. That's like you know why are they trying to shortchange us just because I'm admin and they slashed yeah. the Walking Dead budget by a quarter mil an episode. Yeah, it's a lot. Which after they announced that the showrunner Frank Darabont. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Yeah, um, I think he, so. He was out. He said he, he quit. Um, yep. So, you know, there's some some struggles. And, and AMC or uh, HBO went through all this. 
um, you know, back when they were kind of the media darlings and tried to figure out how to make critical acclaim generate money. <laughs> right. Because I don't think the Emmys pay. <laughs> no. I mean, they might be able to melt them down and sell the gold. <laughs> right. Gold is hot right now. So. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the, in the uh, in hyperinflationary double uh, A plus rating sure, days, gold sure. is, is, you know, you got to have that. That's what Glenn Beck says. Yeah, he can't okay. be wrong, what? right? I don't know. Derailed. Where uh, are we going? Yeah, back on. Um, so, anything you got to say more about that? No, no, no. I just hope they resolve it. Um, I read in the Alibi, which is the Albuquerque's kind of paper of record, I guess, or at least a, hmm. a, some sort of local newspaper. They did a whole week of coverage on Breaking Bad. Oh, cool! And talking from a local perspective, like they interviewed Brian Cranston and talked about him mm-hmm. owning a house and what he likes about New Mexico and all and that. And all the meth that this show is putting into the system there. Oh, yeah. The, because what you don't know is they really cook this meth and it's got to go somewhere. Sure. So they just sell it off. That's how you make the money. Right, right. Make more shows about drugs. Right. I mean, it's in the water. <laughs> it's in uh-huh. the tacos. Yep. You, it's, you, know, you really it's, it's can't even drive through without getting high. No, it looks like it snowed there every day, blue snow. Uh, anyway, they interviewed uh, Vince Gilligan as the culmination of the series on Sunday. And out of that article came the following nugget. Um, they asked him if there's any plans for a sequel after Breaking Bad. And he said, I think Jesse Pinkman, played by Aaron Paul, could probably carry his own show. I'm not saying we're <laughs> heading down that path, but now that I think about it, it's definitely a new thought to me. But an interesting one at that. You never know what the future will hold. Hmm. What would you think about... A Jesse show. I... Bitch. <laughs> well, aside from the hilarity that I'm sure would come from it, <laughs> I am not a fan of spinoffs, honestly. Like, it would have to be a phenomenal spinoff to get me to watch it. Frasier. I didn't like Frasier. I'm not a <laughs> fan of Frasier. No. Frasier, it's like, that's the stuff that my dad liked to watch. Yeah. And, you know... I don't know that pro- I've ever liked a spinoff, honestly. Yeah, right. Mm. So... I'm trying to think I. Of- yeah, I find it hard to think that that would be good in any way. Um, well, like I said, depending on where he is left at the end of the show, I think it could be good. Um, mm-hmm. What you know, what would you think about this? They spin it off and they turn it into not a drama but a comedy, just a straight up comedy. Oh God, is there a laugh track? Yeah, you got to have oh, one. Oh, no. a great sitcom set. Uh, and him and Badger and Skinny Pete are like in the witness protection program. That would be horrible. And that they're trying terrible. to pose as women to get jobs. It's like bosom buddies. <laughs> no. Breaking bosoms. <laughs> um, the other thing no. is, um, should I should I cover this thing in the spoiler section? Yeah, yeah. Cover okay. that in the spoilers. All right. Well, there's a teaser. Aha. Uh-huh. If you can't resist Stay the, tuned. the dark side. Uh, that's all the news I had, so let's get right to the... I know you're not feeling good. Let's get right to the recap. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, so the show opens up and we see... The cold open. Smoke? We, yeah, it's very <laughs> good. Uh, uh, we see smoke, or what is it? Oh, it's breath. It's Mike breathing in the back of a truck. Yeah, this refrigerated truck. Chicken truck. Um, this is a really cool scene. Um, this is a very cool scene. The only thing that I had a problem with, I guess, is that I really wish... I, I didn't buy the fact that Mike survived. Like, those guys were pretty yeah. thorough, and as well they should be. If you're going to hose down th- two clips of automatic weapons, mm-hmm. four if you count the two guns, you got to cover the X-axis and the Y-axis and everything in between. The only thing I would say to that is that they are lower than the the base of the truck. Mm-hmm. So with Mike laying down and them shooting up at an angle, they might not hit him. You know, I mean, the bullets are going in an upward trajectory. 
Right. It's possible they just soared right over him because he was literally on his stomach in that truck. Right. Like laying down in it. I just thought it'd be cool if he had like provisioned some sort of because clearly they expect like trouble. bulletproof truck. No, no, no. Like, inside there'd be, like, an armored... You know how Sarah Connor did the whole cover John with bulletproof vest stuff in Terminator 2? Uh-huh. Like, they should have done some kind of rigged up uh, a titanium box or something. Bulletproof chicken. In. And he'd look even he'd look even awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think he's doing in the back of this truck? That's... This is a really interesting question, I think. I think that, you know, this kind of highlights the fact that Gus is not invulnerable. I... Obviously... Mm-hmm. There's been some interdiction of the meth trucks, right? There has to be, yeah. Because we know that he's smuggling the stuff through those trucks. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike was sent to put the kibosh. Like, I think Gus anticipated that someone's going to stop it, try to hijack it. Maybe it's inside job and, and Mike would, you know, pop out and regulate. I don't think they intended the Swiss cheesification to happen. Well, that's the thing. Like, these guys didn't hesitate to just open fire on that truck. Mm-mm. So they must have known that Mike was in that truck as well, right? Or someone was in that truck. I think they were just truck. covering their bases. Really? They just wanted to shoot this truck to hell? Oh, well, I mean, if they knew, then that means there's someone inside the Gus operation. That's what I'm wondering. Like, mm. Because they just opened fire. They don't even hesitate. Right. Although they did conveniently hesitate. You know, they shot two holes in a truck before they just started wasting it. <laughs> Sure. I wonder why they did that. I I think that was dramatic effect. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Um, I want to, before we move off of this, Mm -hmm. um, last week some people noticed that Mike had a persistent cough. Yeah. And if you know anything uh, about TV, cough equals you're dying. You know? (laughs) Um, Uh Google incurable cough of death if you want to see example after example. (laughs) But here in a cold climate, Mm-hmm. he did not cough whatsoever. So do you think that was just some kind of thing? Like, he didn't... He... Maybe he's going into stasis. Stasis? <laughs> yeah, he's cryogenically oh, freezing God. himself. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. I thought that was a surefire, and they're going to do some mm-hmm. kind of, like, uh, symmetry between Walt and him, and who knows, maybe they'd be chemo buddies, but... I think they'll still pursue some sort of angle with that cough because even walt at his height didn't have a cough or didn't have as serious of a cough every time well we'll see i mean if uh, we go two episodes without him coughing i'm saying that he's cured the incurable cough of death is in full remission (laughs) all right all right uh so next scene we see uh skylar and walt talking about their plan to come clean and this is over the the course of a couple cuts we've got skylar in bed we've got the gamblers anonymous meeting right and then them with the big long scene them sitting down and talking about this right um i didn't really have anything to say about the first two parts of that but the third part there is so much here <laughs> it's dense it's crazy it's crazy i really love this scene right um yeah i thought that this is the first week where it seems like Walt is mounting a defense against Skylar's bullshit. A little bit, yeah. Um, like, he wasn't just taking it completely lying down. And she wasn't also, you know, when he would make a valid point, like, for example, the whole count, uh, card counting deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we it, you don't need to make a big dog and pony show over mm-hmm. the fact that you can count cards. No one would demand that. And he kind of pointed that out and, you know, and that... that he, the last thing you want to do for gambling, a recovering gambling addict, is make him count cards. <laughs> you okay, know, expose sure. him to that. So uh, hmm. I, I like the scene, actually. I do, um, too. Um, I I thought it was interesting that Skylar is like, even when Walt is doing what she wants, he's mm-hmm. there, he's playing blackjack, 
she still is not satisfied. She's still nitpicking every little thing he does, like play faster. Why aren't you winning? She got angry at him for losing a hand of blackjack. Which, yeah, she doesn't That's understand ridiculous. How, how card counting works. And, and, and Okay, here's an accountant. We've got an accountant here. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand the least bit of statistics involved in cards or card counting or blackjack in general. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I don't know that an accountant would understand statistical analysis. Not many people do. But An accountant? I deal with numbers all day. I I don't know. Um, it just seems far-fetched to me. Right. Um, what did you think when he actually turned to her and said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I put you through all this. Was that him actually having a genuine moment with Skylar? And then, you know, it being kind of awkward, so he's like, how about we say that? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that was just him in full-on acting mode, and it kind of reeled Skylar in, and then he was not meaning that at all, and she got caught up in it? No, I think with the way their relationship has been, and him being on the I-want-to-get-back-together side, I think that was a genuine apology from him. I thought it was, that he then moved into the the plot again. I thought it was genuine too, but the second time I saw it, it didn't seem like they really showed that in his acting. But he was mm-hmm. like, you know, genuinely it looked like it's heartfelt. But then he's like, let's just say, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I, I did want to say whoever wrote the blackjack scene actually knows a lot about blackjack because sure. they were playing actual basic strategy uh-huh. while was using a counting system that's real right like they actually knew what they were doing so right. that was cool to see um so about the extended rehearsal a lot of people were frustrated about that i actually <laughs> and, and the whole getting the emotion down i don't yeah. know if people remember this but in season one they they established that skylar is a frustrated author Oh, yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That she was doing... I, I think she's got a children's book in the work, but she really wants to write a novel. Yeah. So I think that this is kind of something that is a, excavates the situation, is that she wants to, you know, make this all about dramatic plot, and, mm-hmm. you know, here's the beat where you start crying, and here's where you look down at the floor, because she's seen yeah. this as a novel. I'm making a prediction, then. Oh? I think at the end of this, oh, after see. Walt dies, Skylar is going to write a novel, and it's going to be about, and it's going to be about her experience. Yeah, it might be called Breaking with, Bad. <laughs> it could possibly. I'm not, that's not part of my prediction, <laughs> but she will write a novel about this experience. Um, before we move on to the scene, I, I uh, there's this recap in L.A. Times where um, it talks about the frustration viewers are having, and they said that. Uh, you know, it's easy to assume that the act of getting involved in the criminal life together would bound bond uh, Walt and Skyler more tightly. But instead, it seems to have made her just another imposition on him getting to live the free and powerful life he's hmm. dreamed of at the height of his Heisenberg persona. Mm-hmm. He's boxed in at work. Now he's boxed in his major relationship, too. I think that's why the anti Skyler component, including yourself, yep. is really hating this development. Because you want him to be sure. Tony Montana. Yeah, and I want him to succeed in whatever he does if that includes dealing drugs then that's what it includes having skyler you know be a kind of a dampening force or a, a powerful force in his life is not that no and it's irritating you yes absolutely whereas i've never been big on the whole i want to see him go total scarface i just i like i just find it interesting to see where he's going <laughs> oh man i want to see him go scarface okay so anything other insights on that scene um or outsides? Well, I did think it was interesting to see how much Skylar resented Walt for making her look like the bitch when she was protecting him. 
Yeah. Like, when, because she couldn't tell Walt Jr., she couldn't tell the rest of the family what he was doing, right. even when she knew. And she had to come across as this bitch who's just shutting him out. Right. Which I think kind of speaks well of her. I mean, I, I it's too. perfectly yeah. legitimate for a mother with a baby and a son to want to move out and divorce a drug <laughs> dealer. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe yeah. if she knew what she knew now, she would still, or what she doesn't know now, if she knew now what she uh, doesn't, yeah. she'd still think that's the smartest idea. Probably. But yeah. she carried that all season mm-hmm. with her son calling her a bitch. Yeah, to her face. her sister thinking she's a bitch and Hank thinking, you know, mm-hmm. she carried that and never once said, Walt's a freaking drug dealer. I yeah. mean, that's some kind of loyalty and metal that I thought she displayed, which goes a long way to me looking the other way when she's a little ham-fisted. Mm-hmm. She puts on the bacon gauntlet with <laughs> with Walt. And like you said, she's kind of in this this state where Walt was a couple seasons ago where everything is kind of roses so far. Like, she sees the money. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't see the consequences. She's. I think she's going to be very surprised at how quickly this spirals out of control like it has for Walt. And it, it already has spiraled. She just hasn't caught She doesn't up to know. It yeah. Things right. are going to spiral for her, I think, as well. So. Right. Um, so next scene, we see the Whites arriving at the Schrader house. And I thought that was so awesome that they're all sitting there. It's almost like, you know, when you see fil- footage of uh, football players waiting in the hallways for the the game to start. And they're all kind of like uh-huh. doing it. Th- and then, okay. like, you know, ding dong. And everybody's like faces and their yeah. eyes light up. and. Especially Hank, right? Everybody was putting on, mm-hmm. you know, we're this is the front cast. It's become the front cast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that Hank – now, I think some of this is genuine because uh, doing this – working this Heisenberg case is good for his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much do you think was genuine? He's actually doing better because Marie's troubles has taken his mind off of his own self and he's not feeling as sorry for himself. And how much of it was just, hey, the family's here, so i got to be Hank. Uh, I think the majority of it is, hey, I've got to be Hank. Mm. The majority of it is a front still because I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I still feel like Hank is very much down on himself at this point. Really? Yeah. he there. He's on a rebound trajectory, but he is nowhere near it yet. Okay. Well, see, I opinion. think, you know, obviously Hank is hanking it up a bit, but I think yeah. that uh, he we're starting to see him recover. Yeah, probably. But we'll, we'll see. Um, so then Hank shows Walt Jr. and Walt his mineral collection. Uh, and here's here's where I was thinking that Hank definitely feels like less than a man because Walt just cuts him off at the knees with that explanation on the pink magnesium or whatever it is. Right. Uh, he's thinking he's all awesome because he knows a couple things about the pink rock. The and then is- Walt comes in and just explains, like, yeah. numbers and... It, it, he just chopped his dick off right, right there. Right, right, with his mineral collection. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I saw in the internet today on the internet that there's some speculation that Hank's geology mm-hmm. hobby is going to come into play later in the season. Like in what was, form? Because I've always thought that it would help him catch. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I thought that, yeah, that, that he's going to be able to analyze some soil sample and know, you know, that, uh-huh. the, that this only comes from this part of blah, 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 New Mexico, and they're going to be able to find the super lab that way. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Um, the other thing we got to talk about <laughs> is, is our evidence file. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we played the uh, uh, parts of the clip. Uh, they, they have the full clip on AMC site. You should check it out. <laughs> um, I I loved it. 
Um, We're talking, of course, about Gail's music video. The Searching for Major Tom. No, not Searching. Major Tom Coming Home. Yeah, it's uh, by Pete Schilling. Uh, I think that, yeah, but they, they also remade it for a Lincoln commercial back in a couple of years ago. Oh, and okay. uh, I found out when I was researching this that William <laughs> Shatner is covering this song <laughs> in a new live album that he's making called Searching for Major Thumb. That's amazing. Can you believe it? I mean, I cannot <laughs> I, wait. Pumped. I'm excited. Um, but I thought Walt's reaction was really interesting here. Um, he has this kind of like shock of, number one, seeing Gail, who he had affection for. Yeah, this is totally out of the blue. Yeah. He's got no idea what's on this DVD, and then Gale pops up. I mean, that's you can almost see it like the reaction's warring. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> uh-huh. they found out about what I'm doing, and oh my god, oh my god, there's Gale, and I shot mm-hmm. him, and I had him shot, and all this is just like, while Walt Jr. and Hank are back there <laughs> clowning. Yeah. You know, it's thank God that Walt had his back to those people. They, they couldn't see him writhing around like a landed fish. <laughs> right. Lord. Yeah, that could have gone horribly wrong. I can't even imagine what kind of shock, like what kind of ice water would be running down your spine yeah. to, to see that. Like Hank, Hank say, hey, I'm doing this investigation. Boink. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so then we come back from commercial and you've got dinner with the Schraders. And uh, Skyler and Walt are confessing. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, well, we can begin with Walt's middle initial, which is H, which I think stands for Heisenberg. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if his middle name actually was Heisenberg and Hank has not connected this? Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> um, do you have anything to say about that? Because uh, then Walt excuses himself and goes and Well, I thought papers. that there again, this kind of explains Skylar's point of view that... Mm. You know, she's expecting and wanting everybody to be horrified, but, like, Walt Jr. thinks this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, she scripted, you po- you pointed that out in your recap, that she scripted all this thing about how everything's going to be act, and and Hank kind of thinks it's, you know, like, wow, you're a man of hidden talents. And Walt Jr.'s mm-hmm. all like, wow, why would you stop? <laughs> yeah. Buy me a car. Yeah, does this mean I'm getting a car? You know, it's like gambling. You haven't, you haven't lost her home. You've paid for your, you know, it's like this total opposite of having a gambling problem yeah, in his mind. Yeah, exactly. So that's I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, so then Walt excuses himself and rummaged through uh, Hank's papers. That's a ballsy move. Through lab notes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, he is uh, – and Melissa Mayers, who's quickly becoming my favorite Breaking Bad recapper, mm-hmm. other than Jim, of course. Well, yeah. Um, but she pointed out that, you know, use the blackjack metaphor um, of everybody trying to win, win to do a high-risk bet. And mm-hmm. Walt, I mean – Instead of kind of playing it cool and going through back door, he just went and tried to frantically search as much stuff as possible. And thank God he didn't get caught. Yeah, right. So how do you explain that? No kidding. <laughs> uh, but then as he's coming back out, Hank confronts him in the hall. Right. And this was pretty interesting because it seemed to me like Hank was definitely asking Walt if he wanted to talk about anything because right. of his cancer, because of the condition, whatever. Um, because of the because of the gambling problem. problems, whatever. Uh, but. In my mind, and I think pretty obviously, he was actually asking Walt if he could talk to him. Right. Like, Hank wants someone to talk to. Right. And it's not going to be Marie. Right. Uh, it's probably not going to be his PT guy. It's probably not going to be one of his buddies at the office. Yeah. So, really, the only one left is Walt. Right. And he's reaching out to him here in this scene. Because I think Hank respects Walt for, you know, being a teacher because, you know, like cops, firemen, teachers have this kind of symbiotic, you know, heroic hmm. complex about the way they view themselves. Self-sacrifice sort of thing. Right. And yeah. they're all like, you know, that that's this is all kind of a fraternity. 
Um, so, and I think that he has a lot of respect for Walt, but he also sees Walt as not threatening. Oh, sure. Like, Walt's not going to be a threat to his manhood, is not going to belittle him or anything like that. So, um, but I got to talk about the evidence review that happens next. Yeah, yeah, where Hank shows Walt the lab notes. Right. Yeah. Now, when he actually asked, uh, Walt about what the WW means and he says maybe Walter White, mm-hmm. I think that Hank was maybe fishing a little bit. Oh, totally. I mean, I don't think there's any ambiguity there. With the way he laughs and the way he, like, the speed with which he presents the name, he's just like, and then, Walter and, White. And then he, like, just locks eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, this wasn't a, a normal Hank joke. This wasn't no. the half million dollars bun- bundled up cash. This is, <laughs> uh-huh. like, maybe he made the connection for the first time talking to him when he heard him, you know, this previous scene. Um, you know, now that I think about it, when when... Part of Hank's reaction to him rattling off all that chemical stuff about the oxidization process was like, Hmm. holy crap, Walt knows a lot about chemistry. (laughs) And, you know, all the irregularities over the last three seasons have to kind of add up a little bit. They've got to. Uh, At this point, I'm shocked that Hank has not connected the dots, even though it looked like – Well, it looked like he did here, but then Walt saves it. He says, oh, he reads this poem, and it's Walt Whitman. Yes. But – uh, man, yeah, if how, I were Hank, I wouldn't have bought that. <laughs> well, I just wonder how completely you think. I know you're not Hank, but how completely do you think that diffused the situation? It seemed to me the way it was acted, it completely diffused the situation. Yes. Which, like I'm saying, it, it shocked me that it did. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I guess for the most part that has been dealt with. But we'll see what else tips him off. You know, I have a bunch of stuff about the French Connection and its uh, significance to Breaking Bad. Do you think we should get into that, or is you bored to tears, or? Uh, no, I think this is very interesting. Because I've never seen – I've seen a little bit of Trench Connection. It was actually on this weekend, funny enough. Uh, I've um, never seen it. Uh, with the, 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 the Gene Hackman 1970s crime thriller. First of all, the French Connection is a real thing. It was a uh, scheme where heroin was smuggled from Turkey to Fr- uh, France and then the United States. Hmm, okay. So like, it made the connection in France. And um, uh, Melissa Mayers brought all this to my attention in her review. And she says, uh, you know, Hank's eagerly awaiting his French Connection moment with Heisenberg. And Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan's no doubt loving that reference, too. A while back, Gilligan told fans that the 1971 drug smuggling caper was a big inspiration visually for Breaking Bad because it was shot like a handheld news camera that's held as steady as possible, a technique he mimicked in the pilot. He also no- or, uh, She also noticed that the Heisenberg's pork pie hat, you know, the classic mm-hmm. black bowler-looking thing, sure. bears a striking resemblance to the one worn by Jimmy, Pop- Jimmy Popeye Doyle, who Hank references here. Mm-hmm. Um, can it be a coincidence that the French Connections drug lords employ a bespectacled chemist? So I I guess they do, Mm. like, you know, someone like Walt. Sure. Um, she also says, I wonder if Hank had studied the movie as closely as Gilligan has. When Hank tells Walt that he wants to wave goodbye to Heisenberg, just like Popeye Doyle waved to heroin kingpin, uh, to heroin kingpin, Walt thinks he's mistaken. Mm-hmm. But we wonder if that's exactly what Hank meant to apply. Basically, that Hank wants Walt to like. Maybe that was a signal, like, "Hey, stop now!" Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to wave goodbye to you. I don't want to have to put the bracelets on you. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen it. I don't know all the connections there, but 
Well, I mean, obviously, Possibly. if Gilligan's citing it as an influence, mm-hmm. and I totally buy that the hat, you know, that some of that is an inspiration, and now they're oh, explicitly sure. referencing it in dialogue, I think we need to maybe take a look at that movie, and, you know, it might be interesting going forward if they're going to uh, mine that for some inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, that'll be my recommendation for this episode. Everyone go check out The French Connection <laughs> with uh, Gene Hackman. I think we're probably the only ones that haven't seen it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, I did want to note that Gale is weird, man. No, Gale is freaking dude, weird. I think Gale would be the most awesome guy to know. <laughs> he he would be. Okay, I'm I mean, not going to awesome deny coffee. that. He quotes sure. literature. But that's the thing. Like, He's this, a Ron Paul fan. <laughs> Did you is, notice that? Is he not? Oh, I totally noticed that. Is, is he not a hipster? Um, no, I think he's, like he's a little bit of a hippie hipster, but think, he's a hipster. I think he's a hippie renaissance man because he, 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 that's, and I think that's the coolest type of people. He's got, um, kind of quirky politics. He's got quirky mm-hmm. personal views. He's got a little bit of moral flexibility that makes he, him fun. Does composting. He's he, a vegan. It, oh, uh, he what, rides whoa, whoa, whoa. recumbent bikes. Indoor the composting. Hell? This smacks <laughs> of freaganism. <laughs> right? Right. Um, <laughs> So I I don't know. This is this was interesting to me because I actually know people like this. To mm-hmm. be honest, I I like I said I wish I could be his friend. Yeah, no, it's, he wouldn't be my best cool. friend. But he's the kind of guy like <laughs> you see once a month, meet for coffee, and uh-huh. like he, you learn a lot just by like a fifteen minute conversation with him. Sure, yeah. Um. So the next scene is Walt uh, telling Jesse about the lab notes. He's gone to his house, tries to get in the door, and. Tidy whitey fat guy is blocking the yeah, way again. The right? guy has not put on pants in how no. long? Days. I know. Yeah. And he's still in his underwear. I think he just glides to, like, he glides across the floor on, like, ooze. <laughs> like a, you know, like a uh, slug or something. Gross. He never gets up. He just kind of oozes over. <laughs> uh, but what did you notice about this scene? Um, well, for one thing, the mystery about Pinkman's shaved head there is solved. Yes. Uh, he just got a wild hair and started, sh- you know, setting up the barbershop. <laughs> yep, apparently so. So, I don't, that means, to me, this, this scene here is rife for a classic Breaking Bad flashback. Like, uh, I flashback? think, like, in episode 10 or 11, during uh, some significant point, they're going to cold open on Jesse's inspiration for why he shaved his head. It'll have to be the episode after he dies. What? Yeah, they always do the flashback after you die. Oh. Like with Gale, they flashback. I don't think always. They flashback to Walt and earlier in his career, and he didn't die. Oh, but when you die, they, they flashback. Flash. Yeah, I guess the cousins, they got yeah. the flashback episode and right before they died. And Victor will get his before the season is out. Uh, a lot sure. of people have said. Um, so what did you notice? Uh, that was what I noticed. Uh, but I also noticed that Jesse really does not want to think about Gale at all. No. When he's forced to, when Walt is in his face saying, what happened? What did you do? He zones out. And no, he doesn't zone out. He goes, like, into red mode. Well, he, yeah, he, like, intentionally tries to zone out. But it's, like, not working because Walt's right up on him. Right. What did you, speaking of in your face, uh-huh. what the hell is wrong with Aaron Paul's face, man? I don't know, dude. It looked like he had horns trying to pop out of his jaws. <laughs> it's like Steven Spielbergian uh, head shape with like third encounters or whatever. The man's head was an inverted pentagon. <laughs> It was it was shocking. Yeah, I, I thought maybe CG. I was thinking right because on because the way we do it in in case you listeners want to know is Jim and I watch the show separately mm-hmm. and we make our all our own notes and then do a recap and then we last night watched it a second time together after all that happened. And I just wondered, it's like, did you notice his, and Jim's like, his face? My God, yes, I noticed his face. 
Surely the listeners noticed his face. I've not seen anyone on the internet or in feedback say anything about the people this guy's face. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a contest right now. Okay. Uh, on the fly contest. I want the funniest description of Jesse Pinkman's face in that scene. The winner, the the one that we choose, will get a Breaking Bad poster, courtesy of me. Okay. Cool. Good cool. Deal. Cool. Uh, so we come back from commercial, and Walt is talking to Saul about the Jesse stuff. Uh, or, I'm sorry, about the Gale stuff. Uh, and I noticed right up front, Saul seems very, very confident now that there is no bug in his office. Like, he's taken down the pillars, he's looked around. Now he's just talking freely. Okay. He, he does not care. He, I'll buy he that. knows there's nothing in his office. Yeah. Which I'm not so sure about still. Um, I, don't know. I don't know that he's that sure because he looks. There's a lot going on behind his eyes in this scene, in my opinion. But he was just open about everything. Yeah, I there. guess that's true. So, but he I, didn't do something like I'm going to kill that Gus Fring. I mean, <laughs> no, sure, yeah. yeah. He's just giving his client advice. I, like I said, I don't know that I got that from it, but mm-hmm. I did get the fact that for the first time, I think maybe Saul really is in over his head a bit. He looks a little frazzled. Yeah, like, he? and I think that asking where the passport is, I think he's come this close. I'm <laughs> holding my fingers like sure. a sixteenth inch apart. This close from employing the in-game solution himself. You think so? Yeah. Like I'm taking mm. my money. I'm calling the dude. I'm getting my passport, and I'm going to some uh, tr- uh, country with no extradition treaty to the United States. Interesting. No, I think you're right there. I think that was a bit of foreshadowing for uh-huh. that moment when he tells Walt about it. Um. Uh, the other thing I noticed about Saul is that he seems very much, and this goes along with what you said, very much concerned with his own self-preservation. Right. Like he, he's a little concerned with what's going on with Walt, but he's like, do they know anything about me? Or he, he's asking all these questions that well, make it seem like they don't know anything about me, do they? Well, it's because he's involved much more deeply than just Walt being his client. I mean, oh, freaking yeah. Mike knows all about him. And uh, mm-hmm. like we've discussed too, Mike... May or may not know that he uh, withheld information from him. So yeah. that could be dangerous for him quick. Absolutely. I can see Saul dying in this season. Man, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't too. But good. if they really want to ramp up the darkness for season five, you know, That's one way to problem. do that is to eliminate the comic relief. That's the problem with this show is that I like everyone so much. I don't want to see anyone die. Yeah. But I know they've got to. You want I know... to see Skylar die, don't you? Well, yes, Pig. obviously. <laughs> Uh, maybe that'll change by the end of the season. Who knows? Right. But yeah, I don't want anyone to die. Um, so I, while I was watching Walt here, he's realizing that everything is spiraling down around him. Uh, things are out of control. And at least he can admit that now. At yeah. least he understands that he does not have control over the situation. But he still can't admit that his own actions have taken him here. Right. He's like, when did... I, I'm the <laughs> only one that still thinks this is a business. It's like, yeah. oh, Really? Uh, the guy who ran over two guys and shot another in <laughs> right? the face. And He's like, like, how did everything get so screwed up? Well, you did this. Right. You, you, all your decisions have come to this. Right. And he still won't admit it. So ridiculous. Um, what do you think about, because I kind of got an idea when I saw this foreshadowing. And I mentioned this in my recap about this being Chekhov's in-game scenario. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the fact that they might, some main characters might survive the end of the series and the last thing they do is take Saul's offer and we close on them kind of in a relatively happy situation away from this madness? That's like the end of the uh, series. I like it, but you're going to have to make a choice between Saul dying and Saul using the in-game. 
So. Um, well, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Saul die. I actually think I want to make that an official prediction. I think that, and I don't know if it's going to be Skyler or Walt Jr. or Jesse, mm-hmm. but w- some of those three, if not all of them, are going to take this option. And w- the, our last scenes in Breaking Bad are going to be of them on like a there you tropical go. island or something. Perfect way to reboot the series and do a spinoff. There you go. That's what I'm telling you. Get all you. three of them together. That's where I was going Living with in that. This, like a three company sort See? of thing. <laughs> No, but breaking bosoms, I'm telling you. Bosom, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the mashup you're wanting to look for. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, so the next scene, well, the next couple scenes, we see Jesse's cash stolen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up into the lab because... that's Well, that's where okay. I'm going. Th- right. This was a, a series of scenes here. Gotcha. Um, first, we see he's pulling cash from his bedroom, and the guy notices on the couch. I, I immediately was like, okay, oh, the cash yeah. is going to get stolen. That oh, guy yeah. saw where the money came from. It's yep. done. Yep. Uh, and then he goes to his lab. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about this? Well, what did you think about the camera? Because I feel like I'm the dumbest person on the planet after I woke up and read everybody's reviews. It was totally following Jesse. Why? Uh, I don't know at this point. Okay. Because, because the stuff has not happened with Walt talking to people or Then, then maybe you're the second dumbest person. I because could be. Just about everyone drew the conclusion that those cameras are motion capture. They're, they're sensitive to motion, and Walt also realized that, and that's going to be significant later in the series because Walt's going to f- figure out a way mm, yep, to trick the yep. cameras. Since they're motion sensitive, he's going to do something yep. to throw the cameras off of him at a critical juncture. Well, I did notice that there seems to be a spot underneath the camera that it can't see. Right. Because uh, Jesse took the drugs under there, and it didn't show him. Right. It showed him go off camera. Yeah. But I I, th- I was view, I thought it's like, wow, they're really into Pinkman. But it does seem <laughs> right. unlikely that they would do all the extreme panning and stuff and just mm-hmm. completely leave Walt alone. So, yeah, I, I think that's going to – I totally buy that. And I feel in, – in hindsight, it seems very obvious, but I feel kind of yeah. stupid for not picking up on it. So that. what happens when another fly gets into the lab and the camera's just going to start falling it is, it everywhere? Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's his end game. is going to release a flock of flies. <laughs> Total contamination. Awesome. Uh, so then Jesse comes back home and his cash is gone uh, and totally he not phased. Completely unfazed. And I wrote about this in my instant review. I think that this was the perfect culmination of Jesse's descent. Really? He, because I think everything up to this point, up until the money was involved, mm-hmm. was subjectively bad. Mm-hmm. Um, p- basically, everyone on the planet understands how much money he has uh-huh. and how much money means to people right so uh, doing drugs and partying and smoking and drinking whatever that stuff can all kind of be explained as yeah he's doing bad but how bad is he really you know ask I mean, his neighbors that's what i'm <laughs> yeah and i mean you see the the squalor around him sure that's bad but the money Everyone knows if you don't care about money, there's something seriously wrong with you. That's Man, that's the point. I think there's something seriously wrong with you. There, no, there, I, there I'm are dead horrified serious. listeners right now saying, "My God, <laughs> the man loses seventy grand, then suddenly Jim's up at arms." But you know all the no, destruction I, of his house and mm-hmm. living in squalor and abuse of you know and degradation of humanity. Nah, that's a gray area. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, man, that the lead up was perfect because I wasn't buying it before. I was like, oh, they're just showing us more of the same crap. And then it was like, oh, the money's involved. And then at the end, oh, his life is involved. Okay, that makes sense. Oh God, I'm casting with a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what's going on anymore, listeners. All right. You have anything else on that scene? Or? Um, I got to admit that uh, it threw me for a loop when the Jesse grabbed the hot nerdy girl and mm. went upstairs to play generic Super Mario Kart. <laughs> sure. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Like, I. I guess he just has an endless array of women that he plays generic Mario Kart with. Sure. Uh, Skinny Pete and Badger are gone, so you got yeah, to you know, find somebody to play with. Right. The zombie version of uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, so then Mike busts in and he's got Jesse's cash. Well, kind of, uh, Jesse's sleeping. Did you notice a tattoo on his arm? Yeah. I've noticed uh, has that. he had that? Yes. For a long, I think maybe How from long? the beginning of the series. Hmm. Okay. That was the first time I noticed it, but I guess he's had it for a while. You skipped the Gus meeting with Mike. Uh, I thought that was the next. Scene. No. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so I transposed those. Yep. Uh, so let's do Gus is talking to Mike. Uh, so the, this scene opens on an exacto knife. Did you notice that? And yep. Mike is eyeing that thing. Sure. Do you well, think? Do you think he wants to kill Gus, or is that just a reminder of their kind of rocky relationship? I think if he wanted to kill Gus, he could have. But I, yeah, I think like so I think that Mike just doesn't. He legitimately doesn't know what to do. He knows yeah. Walt shooting Gus in the face is not going to do anything but get him all killed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think that uh, right now Mike's just trying to be as businesslike as usual and throw himself into his work, and you know maybe an idea will come later. Well, I was going to ask: Do you think maybe in the the background he's got some sort of plot that he's trying to work it doesn't out? Doesn't seem like it. No, no. I think he's uh, now he's just legitimately confused because we're going to talk about this this Jesse thing. Um, I, I think that uh, once again Gus is. I didn't read the fact that Gus was terribly uh, surprised and or angry that Jesse has become a problem. I, I actually think that in the first episode, some a lot of people noticed that it seemed like Jesse's reaction when Victor got his throat slit mm. was like, yeah, bitch, come on, you try that shit with me. Um, whereas Walt recoiled and Gus was kind of like, mm, somewhat disappointed in, in Walt, but he was somewhat impressed with Jesse. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is, and we'll talk about this in the spoiler section, but I think there is some untapped potential there with Jesse that Mike, that Gus sees already and and, and uh, maybe Mike is too. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I think this scene did actually come before it because when Mike gets Jesse's cash back, mm-hmm. um, he confronts him and he's like, don't you care like what what's going on? And Jesse is like, you're not going to kill that guy because didn't put a blindfold on him. Right. If you're going to kill him. Right. Um, I think that's when Mike notices how messed up Jesse is and goes to talk to Gus, right? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Uh, I don't think the sequence... I, I, I thought because I thought Mike was asking permission to act on Jesse and, like, him rounding up that dude was was mm-hmm. probably already taking action. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that that whole scenario was a setup? Because they've been keeping their eye on Jesse for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since he got out of the lab. Uh, do you think that that guy, they basically had to go into the party and kind of be the eyes on the inside and then steal his cash to see if that would provoke a reaction and then do this whole thing as an elaborate stage job? Mm. To see if they could scare him straight? Like, Man, I like that idea, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't I either. I just think that I would buy it from Gus doing that. And, and my question if not, is why the hell is Mike getting Jesse's cash back? Right. What does he care? 
Right. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was suspicious. And I can see later in the series that this guy, Jesse, as he's walking into work to clock in at the laundromat, is going to see this dude in, like, the periphery of Gus's organization <laughs> and be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. That's the dude that stole my money and know that it's kind of a rib. And mm. that's going to kick off some kind of event. How do you like that for ambiguous speculation? <laughs> that is some serious <laughs> speculation. Uh, <clears throat> I'm speculating on how long my voice is going to hold out as well. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed in the scene where Mike was talking to Gus how tired he looks. Oh, well. Like, his eyes are red. He just looks... Having to regenerate a year is hard work. Sure. I mean, even Wolverine gets tired <laughs> when he's regening. <laughs> uh, but no, he just looks in bad shape and distraught. Right. For an elderly man, he's been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so then Jesse disappears. We've got Walt cooking. Uh, Jesse's late, so Walt goes to his house and basically breaks in. Uh, he's not there. And then Walt rushes back to the lab, looks up at the camera, and we find out that it, there, it actually has sound as well. We didn't know that before, although mm. I did because I listened to Breaking Bad Insider podcast. Ooh. Um, but then he says, where is he? And he doesn't look happy. He does mm. not look happy at all. No. What do you, I think it says a lot about Walt that he's killed people. He's cooked meth. Um, Those do say a lot about him. But he <laughs> won't break and enter. Like, <laughs> he won't, he won't kick a door like, down. Like, he won't kick a door down. He won't pick up a rock and smash a window. Like, I honestly <laughs> believe if that window hadn't cracked open, he'd have been mm-hmm. like, oh, you pinkman, and left, you know? <laughs> sure. I mean, what sure. the hell? I, I don't know, man. And obviously the neighbors don't give a... F-U-C-K, because, yeah. uh, you know, they're not going to call the cops during the three days of, of hell. They're not going to call the cops if someone in broad daylight throws a rock through a window. Yeah, Come on now. absolutely not. Um, I don't know. I didn't have much to say about this. There wasn't a whole lot of action there other than Walt's obviously pissed that Jesse's gone. I wonder what kind of reaction this is going to evoke from Walt. Well, we get is a he going to go of, on a rampage? We get a hint of that in, in the preview for next week that we'll be getting to in the spoiler section. Spoilers! Yeah. We are really pimping the spoiler oh, section. People are like on pins and needles. <laughs> uh, so last scene, Mike's driving Jesse out into the desert. Mm-hmm. Asks him, don't you want to know where we're going? Nope. Nine, I don't care, says Jesse in in so many words. Uh, did you read Seppenwall's review? Uh, I have not had a chance to, no. He thinks that Mike is driving him to rehab. Now, the thing about... uh, You know what? I think that's, no, obviously not going to happen. And I almost made a bad Alicia Keys joke there, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Alicia Keys? Or, uh... You're talking about the other chick, the rehab. Yeah, uh, Winehouse, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't... Alicia Keys died, that would really be a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think... He's taking him to rehab, honestly. I really don't. Like no. I said, I don't I don't like when they cover the same ground again and he's already been to rehab. Right. If it didn't stick the first time, right. I don't think the second time. I'm actually time shocked that a professional reviewer would think that that would be something. Although I guess Did he really say like I think this is what's he, happening? He he questioned is like does is this what's going to happen? Now the only I guess the oh, only well. defense would be like cuz Gus and that all happened pre-Gus and pre-Mike. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're going to take him there and, like, he's thinking... I've already been yeah, here, yeah, bitch. Yeah, that's right. There's <laughs> nothing... He, these, these people can teach me, bitch. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All and right. Then, well, and I was shocked. This is the first time I've been shocked all season when the credits rolled. I that this I, I felt like we were a half hour into... Oh, okay. 
and that we were kicking into the second half, and then boom, produced, you know, created by Vince Gilligan. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. It was a good episode. That's oh, how you know it's good. The last 30 minutes felt like five. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it was fantastic. I actually thought the opening was faster or mm-hmm. felt faster than the rest well, of it. Well, when you have a shootout with Mike involved, uh-huh. it tends to, yeah, really. And an awesome scene between Walt and Skyler. Right. Yeah. Oh, the dialogue on that was just crisp. I love Absolutely. it. And very funny. I, I must yeah. have got laughing multiple times. And Walt's stance in that chair. He is just like, <laughs> he is slouched. I don't even know how you yeah. get in that position. It's like he removed every bone in his body <laughs> out of content. Yeah. yeah. Yep. When he says, yeah, a real doozy, that's that's great. <laughs> yep. Uh, and when he questions Skylar about the tears, one tear, two tear, you going to wipe it with your left hand or your or right, right hand? And the... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where's the bullet point for you slept with your boss? Yeah. Where's that bullet point? I don't point? see that one in here. Yeah. Uh, so good. Anyway, okay, are you ready I, for listener feedback? Uh, just a couple, a little bit of analysis. I think we should do okay. this. Um, analyze the name, play the name game. Oh, what's uh, that? Bullet points. Obviously, we've got the bullet oh, okay. points uh, in the beginning of the episode uh-huh. with the you know scholar's bullet points. The literal else, bullet the points. The literal bullet points. Any other bullet points? Uh, you meant the bullet points at the very beginning with Mike, right? Yeah, right. Like the, okay. I was trying to think if there's any other hidden currents of bullets and pointing and <laughs> pointing bullets. Um, when Jesse doesn't grab the bullet casings off the floor, maybe? Oh. I don't know. Very nice. We didn't The bullets can point to the shooter. Back to Jesse. There we oh, go. The trifecta. That's a good one. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> All right. Listener feedback. <laughs> Uh, we have a few emails today, uh, three or four of them. Uh, the first one is from Dave. He says, hey, guys, great job with the cast. Have a prediction for the final moments of the series. I'm of the strong belief that Walter Jr. will become a major player in the final season. Breaking Bad has never pushed out, his words, on anything, and I highly doubt Walter Jr. is the exception. Jr. has had less screen time and dialogue than the previous seasons, and I can't help but think a situation will blow up with him. Maybe he knows Walt and Skyler's secret life and will tell Hank... Maybe he will confront Gus. Crazy, I know, but Breaking Bad has always surprised us. What do you think about that? You think Walter Jr. is going to be a major player soon? Um, I don't want to say anything because I have That's some part of, of your that. predictions. It's, it's yes, isn't that one of them? I mean, so uh, yeah, obviously I think. That. <laughs> okay, but I also have more to say in the spoiler section. Aye, okay. Uh, second email is from Daniel. He says, "You guys sound pretty upbeat, but I feel like I don't have enough." Like, they don't have enough narrative for this season and are milking minor plot lines to fill the shows. The opening sequence was reminiscent of the early years, but the show quickly returned to season four's signature sluggish form by dragging out the tedious bullet point scene and world-weary Mike carting off Jesse for more stock shock therapy. Um, then he says, the new Victor, by the way, is really showcasing his acting chops. I think he's being sarcastic uh-huh. there. Because right. the guy hasn't said a freaking word yet. Right. He, maybe he really he is. He said, Gus go brother. home, Walter. Except for that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> that was totally Mike. Yep. Um, the additional, or the attitudinal about face for Hank was abruptly absurd given his four shows of moping. I don't know that he's taken that about face, honestly. Uh-huh. Because of what I said about him being half a man. You know? Yeah, I think he started the recovery. He has started. And I don't know that he's actually recovered yet. Yeah. So I find myself disagreeing with about everything uh, our <laughs> listeners said here. because Shame I, on you. I think this is just a notch below the box cutter episode. Uh, well, he does seem that 
there he does say later that they're still building a really long bridge and i kind of agree with that this mm-hmm. episode had a lot a lot of payoff right but it also did more bridge building right of course i think that's what early episodes should do yes. in the series they're setting up what's going to happen for the maximum oh my god oh my god oh my god moment yeah and they're trying to get a little bit of oh my god oh my god oh my god oh and they're getting a little bit they're getting me. a little bit yeah yeah i said oh my god several times last night uh, but he did like the Major Tom video, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, right? I think everyone If you does. didn't like the Major Tom video, I don't want you as a listener. Shut <laughs> off the cast. Hey, hey, we love our listeners. I love our listeners. Even the ones that don't like even Gail's video? The, yes. Even the ones who don't like it. You're a more tolerant man than I. Uh, next email is from Kevin. He says, Hank's got to suspect Walt. <laughs> I think he's going to cover for Walt. Ooh. Uh, then he says, Mike isn't going to kill Jesse. I think Walt paid Jesse, Walt paid for Jesse to disappear. Ooh. If he was going to kill him, he would have just shot him. I bet that guy Mike had tied up is going to be found in the ashes of Jesse's house. Now, man, I like that speculation, but there's one big problem with that, and it's Walt going up to the camera and saying, where is he? Yeah. That's, my, that's the only thing that ruins that. And unless that's a ruse, unless he's faking it there it would be clever to which have would be interesting. the man that disappears people be mike <laughs> and hmm. that yeah but no i i can't yeah. I, I can't go along with that it's a great theory very interesting i could see it working mm-hmm. but uh, i'm having to squint awful hard here's another interesting one that he proposes he says eyebrows is going to talk to gary his epa guy mm-hmm and Gary will shut down the car wash because the car wash really is polluting. I so they buy it, and he turns around and shuts it down. Now that would that set Walt off? That is some quality speculation from from our listeners. That's awesome. Very yeah. good job. Who, who said that? <laughs> uh, that I believe. Oh my god, I just went the wrong way. Kevin. 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 Very good job. That yeah. made my jaw drop to the floor. That's that's spectacular. In fact, I that's got to happen now. <laughs> okay. Um. The next email, the final email, is from Jonathan. He says, and this came in just before the show aired, so kudos on getting it in the last second. Uh, I think Hank may actually suspect Walt. The way he made a point to show Walt the initials and how he mentioned Walt's name without his normal Bush-esque laugh. On the same token, I think Gail had a man crush on Walt. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm still debating whether or not Gail was gay for Walt. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't, nothing really was overly gay about him except for maybe the ascot in the video <laughs> and, well and the italian music he's singing the show tune like italian well just because tom tunes. hanks had that scene in you know philadelphia everyone that <laughs> likes italian opera's gotta be gay is that what you're saying <laughs> it's pretty gay what, what do you want me to say uh no what what else was i gonna say oh yeah the the thing about the what was it the wishing star Whatever it was. You're my shining Walt. star or whatever, the WW, the, the initials. Walt Whitman? Are you talking about the, yeah. the... Do you think that actually was Walt Whitman or was that Walter White? I don't think that it can... I think they're like Heisenberg. The uncertainty principle is such that you cannot determine. You can't? No, not at this point. Man. Yeah, I can't determine whether or not he has a man crush on Walt. Mm. Couldn't tell you. Uh, and then Jonathan goes on to say, Jesse's going to take is going to the chicken farm to meet with Gus directly. Gus may have plans to use Jesse to take out some of the Mexican cartel. So this goes right along with what you were saying about Jesse becoming the hitman mm-hmm. for Gus. And I think that'd be an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all the email feedback we have. Do we have any other feedback? Uh, we've got ton. Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we're up to 64 fans on Facebook. Um, awesome. 
Uh, also, it's, 64 it's, Twitter followers. Weird wow. coincidence. Um, it's in the listener's best interest to not to make sure that we do not start the cast with like 69 Facebook or Twitter <laughs> followers yeah. because we'll turn into juveniles. So just check this on Monday afternoon. If we're hovering around that, give us a couple likes and follows. You don't Tell want your to friends. flirt with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 going to be a Beavis and Butthead show if that happens. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. <laughs> Um, so we appreciate that. Um, we had a couple of the, from last week that posted just as we were recording. Um, but uh, Peter uh, Rustin, or maybe it's Rustin, said, Hello from Los Angeles, where we're really enjoying your podcast. Oh, and a big screw you to DirecTV. He refuses to add AMC HD. So we pay to watch the uh, podcast on iTunes, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Peter. And actually, I'm, I find it interesting to look at the podcast. The podcast, the podcast analytics, and I see that a lot of people on the West Coast like check out our instant recaps that night because yeah. we're posting just about right as they're seeing the show. Um, you know, East Coast folks, it's too late. But uh, so <laughs> yeah. thanks for listening. Uh, Nathan says uh, I picked up the season three DVDs, but I'm lagging behind on a self-inflicted Babylon Five marathon. Put that shit down, <laughs> man. I hear that's a good show. Nah, well, I just never could get over to the the uh, special the effects. effects. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, it's 1935, man. What do you want? Uh, Nadim Akbar. I love, I love the last name. I, I, I'm Akbar? Very, I'm a oh. big fan of the Admiral. Yeah. Um, he also said, uh, I thought the episode flew by. Uh, I needed a longer fix. Can't wait for your podcast release. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you. He also said he, too, is not a fan of Skylar. So you like thank him already, you. right? I do. But I get where she's coming from. Oh, you don't nah, hear that. Boom. From her ridiculous scripted backstory. Uh, didn't Skylar mention publishing a collection of short stories or something in season one? I thought oh, that fact. Stealing theories from the listeners, no, I see. No, uh, no, no. Uh-huh. I guess I should give him credit. He's the listener. Um, I just, you know, produce this stuff. Sconded with his. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought the fact made sense of why she was so detailed slash bitchy in her bullet points. Um, a little bit of iTunes review. Um, we got a really nice review from Jerilyn from The Because Show, um, which, as far as I can tell, are three MILFOFs from L.A. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, what are MILFOFs? Mothers I'd Like to Friend on Facebook. What were oh. you thinking? <laughs> uh, okay, gotcha. They've got a pretty good show. You might want to check it out, The Because Show. Um, this week, they interviewed a pair of burlesque dancing women wrestlers. So, oh, my sisters. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I haven't heard from them in a long time. <laughs> uh, but we actually got, had some beside, beside the scenes kind of fellow podcaster talk, so I got shouted her out. Um, and again, yeah. the uh, we still got we got some time to read a couple of them. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, let's see someone use a real name. Uh, Jamie T says these guys are smart to the point and entertaining. Wow. Like I said, I'm always blown away when people say Is this a like self-flattery? That segment what's going on here um this someone yammy's 95 uh shouted out our sound quality and said and our format and said both of these things are better than the official breaking bod podcast heresy we're coming at you dixon <laughs> watch your caboose watch your caboose dixon <laughs> yeah <laughs> robert mccullough yeah. said the jim and aaron are smart and witty guys just started listening they do a great job at breaking down every little detail of an episode so sometimes um, too good a job no 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 i like this guy where's walt jr because i was wondering that myself <laughs> yeah um he said keep up the good work you review the episode is funny insightful entertaining um that's about all the ones we got for this week uh, no i mean there's a lot more but you know whatever um bryce 
Knost said that we have great insight from the guys and a fun listen. Um, so again, All right, cool. what the iTunes review do, do, does is they help us get more feedback. And as you can tell, you know, we really enjoy your guys' takes. We enjoy some of your speculation. And the more of that stuff we've got, uh, the bigger the community is, the more motivated we are, and the better we're going to do in the podcast. So when you give mm-hmm. us those reviews, you help us, you know, dominate Google, dominate uh, iTunes, and uh, drive traffic to us. And, you know, that's all we ask. We just ask for your likes. We ask for your five-star reviews. And uh, we ask for your Twitter, Twitter follows. You could do all three, yeah. three of those things in 30 seconds if you lined up the browser tabs just right. And, and Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and we no longer ask for forum participants. Yeah. <laughs> do we? Uh, I think, yeah, I... I I, I actually just gave up on it, and then I came back like two weeks later, and there was people talking there. <laughs> yeah, we got like six new. Uh, I feel like we left a you know jar of mayonnaise out on the counter for two weeks. We came back, and whole oh, there's like life there. <laughs> so um, I'm still not going to direct people there, but you know if people people keep using it, then I imagine Jim and I will wait in there. All so. Right. Sounds good. I think that's it for the non-spoilery section of the show. Uh, yep. Next week's episode is going to be called Shotgun. Someone's going to die with a shotgun. <laughs> that, that prediction has already not come true. So. Uh, yeah, how are we doing on the predictions there, Jim? I don't know. We'll have to go back through. If if I the listeners find any predictions that we've uh, missed that have not come true or have come true, uh, let us know. I went over them, and it looks like nothing really changed this week definitively. There's a couple okay. that are looking shakier, mm-hmm. um, but still we're staying at negative one Aaron, at negative two. <laughs> so <laughs> neither of us are that. positive. No. Yeah. No. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Let's put our clothes back on. And we're back with the spoiler section of the cast. Uh, We're going to go ahead and play the preview for next week. The next episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. Your boss now. And you tell him it's Walter White. So what are you thinking? Rival drug gang taking out the mastermind? Any names I should check out? We have to promise each other. No more secrets. You figure on just leaving me in some ditch? What do you care? episode of Breaking Bad. Go to amctv.com. Looks like we're going to have another action-packed wow. episode next week. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just say the first thing I noticed there? Yeah. Uh, with Jesse, it looks like Mike actually got some sort of reaction from him. Yeah, he looks a little scared about he, he was going to drive me around and leave me in a ditch. Either scared or angry, hmm. maybe. Hmm. Like, could, he might lash out or something. I, I can see that. But I think that my speculation from what I've seen, because they then flash to, it looks like um, that Mike is get, with Jesse getting a shovel out of his uh, trunk. Yeah. I think what he's doing is he's taking Jesse out there to bury the dude that they killed in this episode. The the cash stealer? Uh-huh. That's eh, going to be maybe. my speculation. I'm not going to make it a uh, prediction. Maybe it's Gus's body. <laughs> <laughs> He's been killed off screen. Right. I got that him. would be hysterical. <laughs> I would be pissed at the show, but it would be funny. I'd have to I'd have to tip my cap to Gilligan on that uh, one. I'd kind of be an F you to the fans. Um so let's talk about this interview with Jonathan Banks. 
Um, uh, not not quite yet because there was a, oh. there was another thing in there. Uh, Walt's got a gun again. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got the same gun. It's a thirty-eight snub. Yeah, but he has a gun again, and he's picking it up, and he looks to use it. Right. Looks like he's meaning to use it anyway. Um, and he, do you think that they're setting up another season two arc with Skyler where Walt's going to be unable to tell her the truth, and they're going to start this paranoia and all that stuff all up again? Well, they've already they started, don't. haven't they? He's been well, lying to her again. No, he hasn't lied. Well, he did yeah, say with he the wasn't danger. in danger, yep. and I don't... I mean, that's a lie for certain values of the truth, I guess. But um, I think that what he's done so far is pretty defensible. But if he doesn't come out next week and bring her a little bit into the picture somehow, I that's going to disappoint me because they've already done this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't yeah, want to really yeah. see it again. Sure, I'm with you. And if she's going to take her turn as, um, what was the girl Sopranos, Carmella? I haven't seen Sopranos. Carmela Soprano. Um, I think that if if Vince Gilligan wants her to do that, and there was an interview with the Skylar Gunn that I, on the official site where she said that that's what he said he wants to do, mm. um, that she's got to take the blinders off and and realize what a dirty operation this is sooner than later. So I think gotcha. next week would be an ideal time for that to happen. Sure, and she we see her questioning him about it. So, or at least he needs to give her the. Um, the Godfather speech, like you know, don't ever ask me about my business. Yeah, yeah, you run the car wash. You ask me how much money I got, but you can't ask me about the business and its protection to, for you. I mean, he's got to at least acknowledge that he's not telling her the whole truth. Gotcha. Um, the other thing there, and there's another longer preview for episode five, mm-hmm. uh, where Hank is talking to his cop buddy, whatever, um, and he asks him, "Do you have any names for me?" And he gives him two names, in fact. Badger. He gives him Badger and he gives him Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't think that Jesse has anything to do with Gail's murder. And and the cops straight up ask him, do you think Gail, Do you think Jesse could be the shooter? And he says, no, I don't see that. And he also says that, you know, you, he and I have got a personal history, mm-hmm. which the cop has heard about, obviously. Sure. Um, and the other thing that's interesting is that uh, Hank wants out. He's like, I yeah. don't, you know, seeing Heisenberg dead... Uh, I think is closure for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that, so this episode I think is going to be about Hank kind of stepping down. And in a later episode, obviously the blue meth is still coming and they're going to find mm-hmm. out that this, you know, Heisenberg guy uh, is not dead and that's going to bring him back out. That's going to light a fire in his ass. Yeah. That, yeah. Given that closure, I think, you know, I think Hank is, is good with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want Hank to be content yet. Uh-huh. I want Hank to do some more stuff. Right. Uh, okay, go ahead with your Jonathan Banks interview. Um, so this guy, he plays Mike on TV, and a, qu- a person asked him, your character Mike, I can't remember who gave the interview. I'll link this in the show notes. Your character Mike is not your average thug. What you see in him, or what do you see in him that is different from the other of the tough guys you've played? And Jonathan says, I think Vince and the rest of the writers already, just by giving me the monologue and half measures, um, which was the second to last episode of season three, that you already know that there is this past. And in the second episode of season four, when I sit there and I rub the blood off, there's a tortured soul there. There's something that's gone terribly, terribly wrong at some point. You hmm. can't go so far as to say that Mike is good. He's certainly not. But would he do a good turn for another human being? You suspect that he might. And hmm. I think that is going to show that he is not as unsympathetic to Walt as he led on with the vicious ass beating. <laughs> right? And I've thought this through the entire series because they had some sort of connection yeah they it wasn't very deep i don't think or it wasn't at least it wasn't portrayed that way on the screen but they kind of understood each other 
Well, like you said, something terrible happens. This guy was a cop, and he got pushed in this situation. I think mm-hmm. he sees that parallel between Walt and him. That's possible. That Walt didn't want this. Walt wasn't going to be a criminal, but he mm-hmm. got to dealt this cruel hand of fate, and he chose to break, break bad. No. And I think there's something, I'm telling you, a deeper relationship with him and Gus. I think Gus has something on him. Mike is his father. <laughs> <laughs> the age discrepancy alone would be an issue. <laughs> Dude, he's going to join him and overthrow Gus, the chicken man, as father and son. Uh, I will believe that as soon as he starts blocking bullets with his hand. Dude, lasers. how do you think he survived the truck? <laughs> the chicken truck massacre. Uh, he blocked him with his hands, obviously. Left or not, and they couldn't cover the ears. The ears are sticking out a little too far. Like the Yoda ears? Yeah. He's got some, he some, does have some Yoda ears. He does, yeah. Especially when they're flapping, like, flapping skin <laughs> folds. Ugh. That part was so gross, by the way. That stung. It kind of, it made me wince more than seeing Victor get his throat slit. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, all right. Do you have anything else? Spoilery or? Uh, do we? I don't think so. I we, certainly don't. We have, uh, you know, again, I want to mention, and this is the first time you've listened, uh, you know, early on in episode one, in fact, or covering episode 401, Melissa Mayers uh, said that there's coming a, a character, I guess his name is Max, is going to be Gus's brother, yeah. who's actually a talented chemist. So, and we haven't seen any of that factor, and we have not seen Hint 1. Uh, I think some people speculated that Tyrus was actually Max, but unless, you, as you point out, unless they're going to, unless he's going to use his quote-unquote gentle chemist brother as muscle and enforcer, yeah. so that can't be him. No, not at all. So when do you think we'll see him? Uh, they said mid-season, so hmm. I'm thinking seven yeah. or so. Yeah, Six, so seven. mid-season. So. Uh, and we haven't seen a lot of Gus either. No. We saw him one time this episode since the first one. Right. And he... For a brief second. Did he say anything? Yeah. He said, uh, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Gus. The audience right. appreciates that. Keep you waiting. No, I was going to say if he said, uh, you know, well, five get back to work. Yeah. yeah. That'd be funny if the rest of every episode he just said five words. <laughs> I think he could pull it off. Probably. Honestly. Right. Okay. That's it for the show. Thank you for staying with us for the spoilers. We will see you next time. Uh, like I said, next week's episode is called Shotgun, so join us then. Yep, again, uh, if you can, if you could find it in your day and your busy day to give us an iTunes review, to uh, like us on Facebook, and to follow us on Twitter, we'd appreciate it. And send us your feedback. Want to know what you think about our show, about Breaking Bad, what you think is going to happen. Um, and thanks for listening to the extended spoiler segment. Certainly. All right, see you later. All right, goodbye.